Welcome to this Bebendum podcast. As one of the UK's leading on-trade drink suppliers, we talk to producers, customers and industry experts about stories and trends in the food and drinks industry. Today we talk to Francois Frisson Le Calvez from Chateau Coupe Rose in Languedoc Roussillon's Minervois about running the business as a family and their organic approach to grape growing. Um, so today we're very pleased to welcome Françoise Frisson Le Calvez to our London office. And she's from Chateau Coupe Rose in um, Minervois in Languedoc-Roussillon. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much to welcome me here in so beautiful offices as Bibendum has. It's a pleasure. Um, so I'd first like to talk about the fact that um, Chateau Coupe Rose is a family-run winery. Um, so is that something that's been passed down through the generations? Um, were your parents and grandparents winemakers as well? Yes, I started um, to be to work in the estate since uh, 31 years actually, and um, and before it's uh, it owned by my family since uh, 400 years. Yeah. Something like that. We had uh, very old papers, old documents, uh, going through the revolution, going through different uh, fires. Because mm-hmm. for 400 years ago, it was uh, we had war, wars, and um, as I can see, uh, reading the documents, uh, we had a different movement from the in the vineyard. And you know, as far as we can remember, we still are making wine, having grapes, even if. It was not only grapes and on, on, not only vine because uh, some years, some centuries ago, people were growing uh, different wheat or corns or they had cattle, different things. But still, we have uh, we have vineyard, and um, actually, I'm in charge uh, of that estate with. Uh, it was my husband. My husband now is retired, and I work with my son. Is we are partners, associated and. Uh, I work also with my daughter, and they are both enologists. My husband is enologist, my son is enologist, my daughter is enologist. I'm surrounded with all yeah. <laughs> many of enologist people, and it's a wonderful history and wonderful time we spend. We work together. Yeah, no, that's great. And what's your role um, at the chateau? <laughs> my role? Yeah. Is um, I used to vinify before. Yeah. Now with my son. Who I give the key. I give him the key of the of the cellar because it's important when you are mm. a young man and want to you are in charge of vineyard. It's very important to make wine because it's you know it's a, the the aim of the all the work you do during the year. Yeah. And now um, we are working together. I'm still uh, helping him at the cellar, and I'm in charge of all the administration. And believe me, French administration are terrible. Really terrible, and <laughs> so we have a lot of things to do. And uh, because we are very controlled, because we produce alcohol, and it's terrible for them. Yeah. And uh, I'm in charge also of the business, of the wine business. We used to sell wine all over, all over the world. Some years ago, I said coupes all over the world, and it's what we are trying to do. Yeah. All over the world. So where's your biggest export market? It's North America. Uh, Canada and the United States, and okay. we are really increasing in the United States because also I love to go in America. Yeah. It's a wonderful <laughs> country. 
And um, Japan and China are also right. increasing. Japan is constant and China is very increasing. They are exploded because uh, they discover the wine. And uh, now we are more and more working also with uh, Europe. We try to be more present in Europe mm -hmm. market. Yeah. And did um, Minervois already have a good reputation when you went out into these markets or do you, did you have to educate the customers about the region? Uh, sometimes I know Minervois, sometimes I don't know, but uh, what I appreciate a lot is, uh, you know, when I say that I'm a French winemaker, people are totally welcome me. Mm. They are always happy to receive me because it's, uh, it's uh, important, you know. It's, yeah. uh, when you are in France, as I remember, as I remember, when you're in front, making wine in front, people say, oh, you make wine, what do you do? Okay, they are looking at you a little snobbish. Okay, so it doesn't have, a, it's not a very prestigious yes, thing in France. Interesting, yeah. yeah. But um, when I travel, it's uh, totally different. People yeah. say, oh, what a hard job, to, hard job you do. How oh, it's interesting, uh, the, the wine you make, it's a very good wine and uh, they appreciate a lot the quality of the wine and all the history, we receive a lot of uh, foreigners people and they are all, always happy and nice to, to see us and to speak with us and yeah. to buy the wine. And I suppose it's rare for the winemaker themselves to actually be going out into the markets because normally, um, so normally it's an export manager that will go out who's not the winemaker but for you to be actually travelling, talking to customers and you personally made the wine I think that's quite rare, so maybe people appreciate yes. it. We are not a big company, we are, mm. it's a family company, that means we have no export manager or national manager or different things. We have to do a lot of uh, different jobs, we have different uh, hats. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, I think uh, when, you own your, when you work in your own estate, it's uh, important to, to be in charge of the, of the sales, of the export. Mm. That's maybe the most important. There is two very important things. It's uh, the wine, how to make the wine, the winemaking, and uh, how to sell the wine and wine business. That's maybe the, the two most important points. Yeah, exactly. Without them, there'd be no business. <laughs> no. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Um, so going back... Back to the vineyard now. Um, so you've got around 45 hectares yes. of vineyards yeah, yes. um, in Minervois. Um, so can you tell me where they are positioned and then how that terroir affects the final wine, how it tastes? We are located in a small village whose name is Laconette. Laconette is a part of uh, Minervois. It's a far northeast. It's a very small area and a really, really beautiful area. We have to come to visit us and when you go back, say, oh, you are totally, you fall in love with uh, my region because it's very beautiful. Mm. We are top of hills on plateaus, very, very wide and large plateaus. So very flat, are they? So high but flat? Yes. Yeah. Very windy also, cold, mm. uh, cold at night during summer, cold also in the winter, we have sometimes we have snow. It's not very often, but we have snow. Mm. And um, we, the altitude is um, uh, between 250 meters to 550 meters. Mm. And um, that means uh, it's quite high. It's the, the highest point in Minerva. We are the highest village, the highest place of Minerva. And with uh, different, uh, different varieties of soil. And that means uh, the work we do since uh, a, long, a lot of years 
uh, is uh, to have the best expression of the soul into the wine. That's what we call in France is terroir, and this word is untranslated mm -hmm. because it's you can translate it. Every know everybody knows that word, and that means to work with the terroir. It's not only marketing concept as sometimes American would like to yeah. say, but um, it's a um, it's a, a real real thing, real effect. We can when we work when we work at the soul has a practical, uh, the cultural practical we have, we can improve the effect of the soul. And, and also we are organic, that means um, we've decided to be certified. That's 25 years actually work as organically, but we were not certified because at this period the organic wine had no very good press, not very good, mm -hmm. well famous, they were, they were not well famous. And now it's different, things are different, but the most important things to know is first we have to do good wine and then it's organic. Yeah, that's, that's the priority. Yeah. Yes, priority is to have good wine, mm. to do the best one as possible and then it's organic. Yeah, so how long have you been farming organically before it was certified? 26 years. Yeah, Yes. and what um, was the reason for that? Oh, it's a, a, a meeting. It was a wonderful meeting. I don't know if you have heard about uh, Claude de Bourguignon. No. no it's a, a very famous um, geo geologist. Mm -hmm. He's um, one of the only men uh, working in the in the soil. You know, he makes his research of, of soils. Yeah. And um, he's in Burgundy. He's very famous for in Burgundy and famous actually all over the world. But um, 25 years ago, he was not famous, nobody knows him. Mm -hmm. And we met him and we spent a very nice time together, speaking of the, of the wine, of the soul. And I, I was just starting, you know, working with my parents. And I was starting my company, my, my vineyard and my job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, you know, my problem is the wine, is the pH. The pH is too high. And that's it's a problem. When your pH of the wine is high, it makes the wine is not stable. And I said, I don't know what can I do, why is it like that? And, and then he explained me, you know what happens is uh, your parents and generations after the Second World War, they put a lot of uh, uh, fertilizer with uh, potassium. And this uh, fertilizer makes that uh, change the acidity of the soil, change the pH of the soil, and makes the pH increase. Mm. You have to change everything in the cultivation. First, you have to what you have, what you need to have in mind is you don't need to fertilize the plant. You not need, you you do not feed the plant. You have to feed the soil. Okay, so that's so a whole change of mindset. Yes. Yeah. And feeding the soil that means you put bacteria, spiders. Yeast, worms, a lot of um, different microorganisms working in the soil, and you help them to to increase, to work in the soil, to to eat uh, the, the rock because they eat the rock. They mm. yeah, eat, and uh, they also can transform uh, the organic uh, material and giving um, different uh, minerals to the to the roots of the plant because the vine eats, if I can see eats, if I can tell eats, 
the vine it's only um, water on mineral element, single element. It doesn't eat protein, glucid, lipid, it doesn't eat that. It's not a, a human being. And understanding that, we started to work differently. In five years, I saw the difference in the pH. The pH actually is wonderful. We have nice acidity in the wine, and that helps the wine to have a, a very clear and clean expression of, of fruit. Usually the wine will are fruity or spicy or floral, depending if it's white or red or rosy, and we have a nice freshness always. It's um, and tannins well integrated, and the freshness is um, maybe the, the most important. I mean, we can say the signature of the of Chateau Coupeau's wines. Yeah, and in those five years, was the wines getting better and better, or did they go down a little bit and then no, it up was again? Not going down, it was, uh, you know, I took uh, the estate at a certain point, it was, I was not very satisfied of the quality of the wine I started to do. And after changing the cultivation, we improved totally the quality of the wine. Mm. 26 years ago now. And now we are also improving because my son makes, has different, uh, use different technical, and uh, it helps, it adds his, uh, his tone on the stone. Yeah. Definitely. So did he go, go away to study winemaking, or has he studied everything within Minervois? Um He studied in a, in a university in Montpellier, and then he went to America. He, mm-hmm. he worked in Oregon, okay. in, a, in a very famous uh, wine cellar. And are there any sort of practices that he's brought back from Oregon that perhaps are unusual? Um, for your region? It was very different, that's sure. But okay. uh, all is different. But uh, it's, what's interesting is just uh, you need to open your mind, you know. It's uh, because uh, things are different, uh, everything is, is different. The climate is different, the soil is different, and uh, the social way to work are totally different also. They buy grapes, for example, we cultivate our own grapes. Mm-hmm. There are different things like that. Just you have to, what's important is to open your mind. You have to, to learn and it's okay. You, yeah, it's, I forgot the name. You want s'enrichir. You take more and more. You are feeding you, you're feeding your aim, your soul. With your yeah, so you are enriching yourself, you're, yeah. You take more and more, that's, that's uh, the best. Yeah. Um, so we've talked quite a lot about the, the vineyard and your philosophy and approach in the vineyard, um, but what about the cellar when it comes to winemaking? Um, what would you say the philosophy of Coupeaux is? As I said, your first, uh, the first thing is uh, to make good wine and to every year to improve something, to try to do better and better, but only to have the expression of the soul and the terroir. We are not looking for having a a varietal expression, for example, as a Syrah or other thing. We planted, we've planted only um, great varietal from Minerva. Mm-hmm. That means uh, that's a local varietal as a Grenache, Syrah, Carignan, Mourvèdre, Saint-Sou for the white, for the red, for the white is uh, Roussan, Marsan, Grenache Blanc, Muscat Tigrin, Viognier. And carrot. That means uh, we are traditional on the on the selection of the grape varietal. We don't we don't want to have a single varietal or international grape varietal. Mm-hmm. Just our own grapes. And um, 
having the taste of the soil. That means uh, when we harvest, we harvest by hand, and we do selection of each parcel. Each parcel is unified separately. With uh, sometimes we use different technical, and uh, after that we see we see what what gives the soil and the subsoil because according the chemical composition of the soil and the subsoil, you will have a different taste of the grape. Even if it's the same grape, for example, with the Syrah, the Syrah from one place we use in the plot is different from the Syrah we use in other cuvées. It's totally different because the taste is different and the taste is different because the soil and the subsoil are totally different. Mm. And the blend of your cuvée, does that, um, does that change every year? No, we try to be constant in the, mm-hmm. in the quality of the wine of the, and the profile of the, of the cuvée. The Bastide, for example, has to be with, uh, done with Carignan Grenache. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 50% of each one and uh, has to be constant. Just the difference is uh, in, the, in the vintage. We have some differences in vintage. It's not very big differences because we have not big uh, climate, climate incident. It's mm-hmm. Usually it's why in the south we are happy because it's uh, usually it's sunny and uh, not very raining. It's consistent from year to year. Yes, consistent. That means uh, we try to have uh, the same uh, the same wine year after year in the same and the same uh, following the same cuvée. Le Plot is done with the majority of Syrah. That means it's around seventy uh, percent of Syrah at least, and then it's Grenache and Carignan. And it's always like that. Chant du Roi is um, mostly uh, Grenache Blanc. We had some uh, Muscat Tigrin, and now we have some Mars Roussel. But it, you know, it depends on the quantity of the, gra- of the, the grape we, we harvest by, uh, by uh, dying. Mm. Because we have, a, we have a, a vine of Grenache, for example, and the quantity of the vine is, uh, gives us the quantity of the the quantity of grapes harvested in that vine will give the quantity of wine we will have. It's, uh, we are not buying grapes, we do our own grapes, we cultivate our own grapes and we do the wine from that grapes. And it's, uh, that means, uh, for example, last year the harvest was very small and we finished uh, some cuvee earlier than usually. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. That's the main main problem. Yes, how it goes as a winemaker. Um, And how has 2018 been? Because you've just sort of finished the harvest, haven't you? So what's it it like as a vintage, do you think? Oh, it's wonderful. It's a really wonderful vintage. We had had rain during uh, spring, that's sure. We had some disease as mildew, but uh, we... How do you tackle that as an organic Um, winemaker? We spray some uh, sulfate of uh, culpa. Copper. Copper, yeah, copper, copper stuff, yeah. And uh, we spray that, and but it's it's okay. We have lost uh, some, yes, one hundred hectoliter at least. But it's uh, we are better than some friends are. They have lost uh, much more than us. Mm. And um, in summer we had rain. It was warm, sunny as usually. Yeah. But we had rain in July. We had rain in August, and that helped a lot. That means we have a nice grapes with quite enough juice and good quality, very fruity, spicy and fruity fruity notes. Mm-hmm. The white are very promising, wonderful, rosé too, everything is perfect. Yeah, good. Yeah, because the rest of France was very hot 
the, the red will be lighter and the white maybe also lighter. Just uh, what's important is, um, first it's because it's um, important to, to make research and to help uh, the Institute of Research. And also this great writer are resistant against disease. That means uh, we can, if we, according to research, because it's, uh, it's a long way before having uh, this great variety uh, uh, cultivated all over vineyard, but uh, it's important that we, we will use less product, less chemical product. Mm. Even if we are in an organic culture, we use uh, sulfur and copper. Mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, if we, with this uh, resistant great variety, we will not use as much as the product we use actually. And for example, we planted this uh, new vine this year in, uh, in April. And uh, end of April, beginning of May, we have the mildew coming in the vineyard and destroying a lot of uh, young vine. Mm. But this grape varietal resistant had no disease. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we can see the difference. Yeah. Between the, the traditional grape varietal and this uh, new resistant grape variety. Yeah. It's very different. We, and they resist, that was true, they resist against uh, mildew. Yeah. They were no, no ill, no sick. But is it too early to tell if the taste is still good, the final wine? It's totally too early. It's, yeah. it's, that's why we do experiment. You yeah. know, it's uh, just experimentation actually. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, there is 99% of. Uh, uh, it is vinifera in inside. Uh, it's a crossing. It's hybrid. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, OGM or GMO. It's a hybrid, and in the hybridation, there is a 99% of vitis vinifera, okay. which is uh, the wine uh, that we cultivate, mm -hmm. making wine, and the one percent is reservadure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, but even one percent that. The, we will see how will be the taste. Yeah, seems to make a difference. And do they, do they look different, or do they? We don't know. They look. Oh, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> still time. Still early it's days. It's the first, uh, first year. It's a uh, small. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't know how is it. We have never seen the vineyard. Yeah. Just a taste of wine, but never seen the vineyard. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very yeah, exciting. Experimentation. Yeah. Well, no. It sounds like there's lots of exciting things to come then. Um, well, yeah, that's been great to talk to you, Francois. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much to, to welcome us and to support the Chateau Coupros. Thank you for listening to this Vivendum podcast. To find out more about what's influencing the UK market, listen to our customer and producer stories, and learn more from our training team and resident experts, keep an eye on our website for more podcasts.